Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wall. And this is Season 2, Episode 17. And this is also uh, Episode 8 of the Come Jesus, Come series. And on, as always, thank you for being the world's greatest host. Oh, you're welcome. You you always will be, no matter what. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, we also like to thought our podcast listeners, you know, who all that take the time out to listen to our podcast. We yep. deeply appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Of course, any questions and comments you can send uh, via WhatsApp to 954-388-8780. Mm-hmm. I guess we're back. I know. I know. He's I guess back. this was an epiphany. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> he did mention that, right, Pastor? <laughs> Epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Hey, good to have you back, man. You're, you're yeah. looking good. You're looking good. They can't see you, but we can. You we can. Good. Yeah. Good. good to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's good. As we always do, to start off with a word of prayer. Amen. Yes. God, we ask you once again, Lord, to continue to bless us, Lord, in the midst of pandemic, the midst mm-hmm. of so much despair in this world. But we know that you sit in the right hand on your Father. And we know that you are still on the throne. So, Lord, continue to keep us where we need to be, Lord, and keep ourselves on the straight and narrow, Lord, because we don't want to stumble before we get to the gates. We want to be able to walk through there singing the words of Zion. So continue to bless this podcast, our pastor, Don, our family, and mine as well, and everybody else who's listening. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All righty. Yeah, I love this title, Pastor, y'all. I love, I mean, you just come up with these catchy titles. I mean, who comes off by saying, who taught you that? You should do better. You should know better. What? That's like my mother would say that, and I thought she was around. I'm like, who who come up with these sermon titles, Pastor? (laughs) See, that that shows us that no matter where you are born, uh, your experience is the same. Same. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. So I I try to create a parallel between grace as a mother or as a teacher, mm-hmm. right? Because when you as a Christian trip up or stumble yeah. or fall intentionally, mm-hmm. because that can happen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the reality is those that watch you may blame grace mm. because grace is the teacher yeah so that's how i uh, came up with that title who mm. taught you that yeah no i had to look over i had to look over my shoulder like what do you say <laughs> <laughs> no, i told my children that, that so many times who taught you that i didn't teach you that what yeah you like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Did Grace teach you that? No, no. No, no. no. Did you, you have it from somewhere nope. else? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I used to get that from my grandmother. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Um, the you talked about two epiphanies in here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Grace epiphany to the glory. Um, you talked about how uh, Grace teaches us, educates us, disciplines us, instructs us. Mm. How, how do we work our way to trying to be, even in an ungodly manner, you talked about ungodly Christians. How does that work? 
How a godly Christian? Yeah, because yeah, that's a that's, that's a lot in there at one time. How how can a Christian be ungodly? Mm. Uh, that's a that's a very deep reality, you know, because a Christian, by the meaning of the word, should be somebody that represents Christ mm-hmm. and um, Christ himself is God incarnate. Yeah. So by definition, a Christian cannot be somebody without God. And yet exactly. we have this um, uh, strange, this weird reality mm-hmm. where Christianity, by and large, we can almost say is without God. Because mm-hmm. Nowhere in our world is God more um, pushed out from the equation of life, uh, like in Christianity. Right. And uh, that's a sad reality because that means we deal with two Christianities. We deal with Christianity of those that follow Christ, mm-hmm. of those that live their life according to the unlearning and learning of grace. Mm. And there's another Christianity that preserves the name Christian. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's using, it's a fake reality, using a name for your own benefit yeah. without identifying with that name. Yeah. Mm. That's very sad. Wow. So you talked about the importance of being teachable. What did you mean by that? The importance of being teachable. Teachable means to be willing mm. to accept teaching, hmm. to be willing to learn and unlearn, mm. to be willing to say yes to the right things and say no to the wrong things Mm -hmm. teachable does not depend on the teacher Mm -hmm. yeah you can have the best teacher in the world you can uh, be two people same culture same iq same eq same everything if you want Mm -hmm. of course this same has some limitations because there are no no two human beings the same Right. But but just for the sake of, of reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. You can be both of you students of the same teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet one will learn, the other will not learn. Why? Because it depends on their attitude. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn, it's amazing. Yeah. If you want to learn, even if your teacher is not perfect, you will make a good process right but if you do not want to learn you can have the most wonderful teacher in the world (laughs) if you decide not to you will not learn and that's that's something that boils down to the power of the human will yes and i had a quote from lmg white where Mm -hmm. she says that character Mm. is built on the power of will 
and power of self-control. Yeah. Right? Which is the same thing that Paul says. Mm. Say no to this yes. and say yes to this. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So uh, the, the human will can manifest itself in uh, two ways. Mm-hmm. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And I believe in Christianity and even in Seventh-day Adventism, we kind of underestimate the willpower of a human being. Mm. We tend to emphasize grace to the degree where grace seems to be a teacher that will open your brain and forcefully put something in there, even if you don't want. And that's not true. (laughs) It will not happen. And that's why you can have people in the church for decades, for a life of, yeah. of um, walking, you know, in a, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's not too much unlearning or learning. Mm. And, and they even brag and say, I'm constant. Pastor, I've been constant ever since I got converted. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned if you've been constant. Because <laughs> everywhere I look in the Bible, yeah. I see spiritual people that are not constant in the sense of stagnation right yeah maybe constant in the sense of trajectory upwards growth yeah. right yes, right. yes if, if that's what you mean by constant yes but if you want to convince me how good how well you are doing because you got stuck in the 80s or 70s <laughs> Nothing, nothing is happening with you, really. Because that means you, you have not been unlearning and learning ever since. Yeah, it's true. Right. true. And what can be more beautiful, just, just, just see this picture, please. Mm-hmm. And you will, you will see how, how amazing it is. What can be more beautiful than see an elderly guy, an elderly lady, mm-hmm. at 70 or 80, or 90, that is fresh, fresh, fresh. Yes. And, when, yeah. and, when, and when you speak to them, it's, it's like, hey, they, they are of this world. Yes, they have solid biblical values, but they realize where we live. And they give you advices, not for the 70s, because if, if you go for an advice to somebody, mm-hmm. And they will give you a piece of their mind for the 70s. Hey, you live in the 21st century, 2021, mm. in you're the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. You're yeah. stuck in neutral. Yep. <laughs> um, but something like that, you know, you see somebody, they have that zest. It's like, it's like somebody just got finished being baptized and they just had that zeal. They just have that zeal going. And that's how okay. I look at it. Yes, I... I wanted to say something about this, but I was pressed by time too. But let me say it here. Baptism can be a miraculous moment when something unnatural or supernatural happens to you. Mm -hmm. I know people that went into the baptistry with a... um, a cigarette in their mouth. Wow. <laughs> really? Yes. And they wanted, they wanted God to uproot or uh, 
unplug that uh, desire, that mm-hmm. attraction, that craving for for smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right then and right there. And in some cases that can even happen. I know another case where somebody was the, the drunk of the, of the village, the drunkard mm-hmm. of the village. And he got baptized from his baptism on, not only that he didn't drink because you have many people like that, but it's a constant struggle mm-hmm. or at least there is a process until they overcome mm-hmm. that uh, habit or that yeah. attraction. But I know uh, at least um, one case where he said, and if he lies, I'm lying, but he said ever since he got baptized, he had no desire whatsoever for alcohol. And this is a guy that used to sleep in the ditches. Wow. Okay. So I'm not underestimating God's power. But what I'm trying to say is, that according to the Bible, there's a process called sanctification. Yes. In which you constantly grow, you always unlearn mm-hmm. and always learn. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, whatever happened at baptism, baptism in itself, according to the Bible, is a new birth. A new mm-hmm. birth that you decide to have in Jesus Christ, with Jesus Christ, and from that point on, your life goes in a different direction. You are a newborn growing up to adulthood. Mm-hmm. I have a, a huge theological issue with the concept that somebody goes to a new birth, is born again, right? is, is, he's baptiz, uh, baptized, and in the moment you come out of the water, you are full-fledged adult. That concept is problematic. Yeah. Because yeah. because that's not the biblical teaching. Yes. The Bible says you're a newborn and you're a child. Then you're a young adult, if you will. And then you are an adult. Mm-hmm. And then you become a parent. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a process mm-hmm. that parallels natural biological development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Um, so that kind of leads into my next question. Uh, you know, you spoke about Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. Mm. Elaborating that more about the sinful, or the, I'm sorry, the willful sinning. Hmm. Yes, I think that Bible verse uh, shows us in opposition uh-huh. the other option. Mm. Right? Because grace teaches you, if, if I have to rephrase what uh, the passage in Titus chapter 2 says, then uh, grace teaches you how to live without sinning, keeping your eyes on the second coming of Jesus Christ, and that glorious epiphany, because you like this word, that's, <laughs> that glorious epiphany uh-huh. is a Blessed hope, that's, that's how most translations uh, render it in English. But it's actually happy hope. Okay. That's, that, that's the Greek concept there. Happy hope. Okay. So you have that happy hope. 
you live a, a life in which sin is eliminated step by step and you become more and more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you keep your eyes on the glory that is to appear and is to show up the epiphany of uh, Jesus Christ's coming. Yeah. On the other hand, and that's the passage from uh, Hebrews chapter 10, 26. Uh, you have a, somebody that willfully sins. It's not that I, I, I tripped and I'm, I'm getting up and I'm, I'm going on. No, it's somebody that willfully sins. For somebody like that, there's, there's no uh, sacrifice that can cover, that can remove the sin. Because mm -hmm. if you do it willfully, you cannot be cleansed mm -hmm. and for those there's nothing but uh, a fearful expectation of of judgment so right you and and, and that's that's a problem in in christianity and even in seventh-day adventism mm -hmm. why are there so many seventh-day adventists fearful of the epiphany of glory mm. yeah <laughs> why right? i i know why i know why because they didn't allow grace that already had an epiphany in their life to teach them. Because if you allow grace to teach you, you will be joyful and hopeful with regard to the second epiphany. Yes. And, and, and yes, you, you, you see what's happening around you, but, but you are not scared of the future. No. You're not scared of Jesus' coming. You are happy. It is your blessed, your happy hope. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> what you got, Don? Okay, so I have a few things. Subduing the passions. Mm -hmm. Is it wrong for you to be passionate about... I'm, I'm glad you're asking that. Um, anything, especially as a Christian, we can be very passionate in our ministry. We can okay. be passionate and still be able to be totally connected with God. How yeah. Uh, looking back, looking back at my sermon, I realized I made a mistake uh, in the fact that I quoted Ellen G. White and mm -hmm. she uses the word passion. Mm -hmm. the biblical language is lust mm. yeah. okay but ellen white uses passion for lust mm. for sinful desire okay at least in that quote that i gave okay right mm -hmm. so uh and that can, could be misleading and that's that's where i i see i i, I should have been a little more uh, cautious because language can mislead people. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen, Ellen White in that specific quote doesn't have anything about being passionate about something that is good. Mm -hmm. Okay. She was, she was saying that there's a problem with passion in the sense of sinful lust. If instead of you dominating, you ruling over your passions, your passions dictate what you should or should not be doing okay because in the end as a christian you are passionate but you yeah. are passionate about the right things mm. 
The problem with passion, uh, with, with this, this manifestation of enthusiasm, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is when a Christian that should be passionate about something is passionate about something else he or she should not be passionate about mm. and even uses that passion as an argument hey i'm i'm just so passionate okay be passionate but not in, in a destructive way mm. be passionate about the right things mm -hmm. be passionate about uh, what christ is passionate about and i even said this in the sermon because somebody that is passionate the way christ is passionate has the same heartbeat and the same mind process yes. yeah. yeah and jesus was passionate yes he was. Well, he was and to some people to some people jesus came across or could have come across as being passionate in the wrong way because mm -hmm. depending on your value values your set of values you will interpret somebody's passion one way or the other. Yeah, it's true. Grace teaching us. You had three things that grace is teaching us. Can you unpack those a little bit for us? Yes. So those are the three words that appear in Paul's uh, um, teaching there. Mm -hmm. One is uh, soberness. Mm. To live soberly. Yeah. To live righteously. So righteousness, that's the second, mm -hmm. or justly, the same concept, mm -hmm. and to live uh, piously mm -hmm. or godlyly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, but this 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 trio uh, is something you experience, and I want to emphasize it here. Paul says, in the present age. And that's a very powerful message, especially for Seventh-day Adventists that always live only in the future. Hmm. Okay. There are Seventh-day Adventists so much disappointed of everything and everybody that all they want is uh, for Jesus to come. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which, 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 to some people, sounds so good. My next sermon will be so heavenly minded that's still earthly good. Mm. Nifty. Right? <laughs> so so uh, to some people, it's a very misleading reality when somebody, oh, all I want, one pastor, you know, is for Jesus to come. For what? Well, you know, <laughs> to take away all these problems mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, and and to take out my enemies, you know, kill my husband, take my <laughs> wife. <laughs> okay. But that, yeah, you you're laughing, but but it, but uh, that's the reality. Hey, hey, <laughs> if you're waiting for Jesus to come to take your husband out or your wife, mm. wow, you will be free at last. You know. Yeah. <laughs> really, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to to be uh, sarcastic here. Mm. There are some some situations yeah where where only only jesus's second coming will solve it's some so problems <clears throat> but uh, there are many situations in which the problem is the same person that is waiting for jesus is coming yeah so my point is this paul says grace this amazing teacher 
Miss Grace, or if you want, Mr. Grace. I didn't use Mr. Grace because in in the English, in uh, the the American context, Grace is a feminine name, right? But but whatever, Grace teaches you. And and I'm using Miss and 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 Mr. Why? Because as I pointed out in the final thoughts of the sermon, grace comes to you in the shape of a human being, mm. right? In the shape of Jesus Christ living in a human being. Mm. So Paul says, hey, grace, this amazing teacher, teaches you to live, how to live, not after the second coming. Mm. Uh -uh. Mm. in this age in this present age mm -hmm. now now that is huge mm -hmm. because that means a seventh-day adventist if we are really looking at jesus christ's second coming and waiting for the epiphany of glory mm -hmm. we should be able to know how live in this present age Amen. how soberly mm. righteously mm. and godlyly mm. got it got Maybe it soberly live that balanced life mm -hmm. don't allow ideas or things to overpower you uh, and, 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 and subdue you and be in the possession of things Mm. According to the Bible, honey is good. Mm -hmm. God promised his people a land uh, flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. And yet the Bible says, don't eat too much honey. You make you sick. Okay. <laughs> too late. <And> I said, <laughs> soberness. Soberness is not only, only about uh, don't drink alcohol, don't take drugs, uh, don't get uh, messed up with uh, DUI, mm. right? Mm -hmm. It is much more than that. Is the the stability, the balance, the moderation, the um, temperance, mm -hmm. self control Definitely. that keeps a rounded personality, yeah. right? Then righteousness. Do the do the right right thing, not according to what the political system dictates mm. not uh, according to what mainstream dictates mm. not about not according to your cultures dictate mm -hmm. not according to uh, your imagination mm -hmm. but live righteously according to what god says is righteous yeah and then uh, live godlyly or live a pious life, mm. meaning live with the full knowledge of God's presence and have the right attitude toward God, toward the sacred, toward those that represent godly authority, parents, elderly, people mm. of authority, mm. have the right attitude. Mm. Oh my goodness, if 70 Adventists were, able to do that. were like this. Yeah. We would turn this world upside down. Mm. On his ear. Mm. I found it fascinating that you talked about the Bible Museum and the slave Bible. 
And the fact that all of those different portions were taken out. Like, but that's what we do yeah. to this day. Yeah. Okay. Only that we do not uh, take the, the um, pages out. Mm. We just ignore them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, somebody takes this section of the Bible. I, I so love this section of the Bible. <laughs> to me, to me, if it was only this part of the Bible, it would, would be enough. No, brother and sister, God gave you the full Bible. Full Bible. Maybe it's good to go through it. Yeah. yeah. See a rounded picture. Exactly. exactly. That's why we promote the Bible unmasked process. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. Go through it. You may discover that the God you worship is not exactly the God of the Bible. And, and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying that God, in your honesty, in your sincerity, cannot take your worship if you are not perfect. Uh, about your view of God, right, right, right. the picture of God you have. Right. What, I'm, what I'm saying is, reading through the Bible, you may unlearn things and you may learn things because mm -hmm. grace is teaching. Mm -hmm. True, true. So very true. Wow. Right. Well, Pastor, um, it was a great sermon. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, hey. The breaking okay. news. Hey. Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. was, I I didn't know what to say. Hey. I know. I know. It's, been, um, it's bittersweet, Pastor. It's bittersweet. Because you know, I have to pinch myself uh as well. And uh Sometimes my dear wife looks at me and she says, "So we are we are moving to California <laughs> <laughs> from from Florida, the place you love so much." Mm. Because if there's any place on this planet that I love, Florida is that place. Mm -hmm. Amen for that. I don't know. I don't know if if I told you. You may have heard me. I don't know if I said this in a sermon or not. When I was a child, you know, uh, Romania is, is a country with four seasons. Right. So you have four full seasons, mm -hmm. right? Uh, two more cold and two more warm. Okay. And uh, when I was a child, I was fascinated by, by the cycle of the birds, the, the migratory yeah. birds, right? Because mm -hmm. you always have those birds that come in the spring and go in uh, the fall mm. yeah and in my little mind i was thinking you know one day i would like to go to those warm countries because that's how we call them mm -hmm. the, the warm countries mm -hmm. where the birds go ah. okay. and uh, i'm not sure if birds from europe come all the way to uh, I know, right? Florida. It's a long trip. <laughs> but uh, but uh, what I know is, is somehow God landed me in the warm country. Yeah. And it's been a blessing. The eight years almost that uh, I've uh, spent in Florida, South Florida, mm. have been an amazing joy. Uh, 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 a wonderful um, experience mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, moving to California, I believe God uh, took in account my desire mm-hmm. because I had other calls. Last year, I was approached four times Wow! with, with calls uh, wow. from, from the north, mm. uh, twice from uh, Georgia, twice from uh, Colorado area. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I told the Lord, Lord, you know, my articulation issues, you know, cold weather oh, nice. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do good to doesn't me. Good. You know? If you want me to go somewhere, uh, make it warm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then this, this, this call came from Southern California, which is a little, a little uh, more brisk than, than uh, Southern Florida, but it's still very warm. Oh, warm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. true. Wow. Whereabouts are you supposed to be going to? Which, um... So we are going right on the coast. Uh, if you've heard about Laguna Beach, yes. yeah. the city in which the church is, which collects Seventh-day Adventists from that entire area, is Laguna Niguel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, you're close. Yeah, you're definitely in a warm climate there. Mm. Yeah. It's, 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 much cooler. it's much cooler in the evenings there more than it is here. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So, but but it's it's not an easy. It, it has not been an easy choice for me or a decision for us, uh, because one one it was very abrupt. Mm. So everything everything happened like this. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, then, then you know, uh, passing plantation for me really has been a graduate school. Mm. Okay, and, and I'm not talking about my degree of uh, doctor of ministry, which plantation has been a huge part of acquiring. Um, but uh, I'm speaking about the level of ministry here, mm-hmm. of course. Some people will challenge what I, I may say now, mm. but uh, I believe what, ha- what is happening, what has been happening and is happening at Plantation is unique in many, many ways. Mm. You will always find people that have something negative to say, mm-hmm. but the level of commitment mm. of, of uh, dynamics mm-hmm of involvement of plantation church in things that are 21st century yep yeah and let me let me uh, put it in the context of my sermon the level of unlearning and learning mm-hmm. is at a different level yeah. if if the church where, I, where i'm going had been the same level i would not go okay okay Gotcha. I'm going precisely because I see a need there. I believe I've learned a lot, contrary mm-hmm. to what some people may think. <laughs> I, I've learned a lot at Plantation, and I could be a catalyst toward a development process where, for instance, just, just let me give one 
tangible point. Uh, Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church has a YouTube platform of uh, 4,500 plus yep. subscribers. Yeah, that's true. Keep in mind that Plantation is not attached to a major institution like a university mm. or a hospital. Mm. It is a local church mm -hmm. that has also a constituent uh, school, right. elementary school, not right. even high school, elementary school, right? right. So uh, to have uh, 4,500 subscribers on a YouTube platform is remarkable Yeah, for a church like this. Mm. But it's not remarkable because Pastor Joe is such a great guy and then now everybody gravitates toward it. No, no, no. If somebody has that idea, erase it. Mm. It's remarkable because of the people that are doing the ministry, mm. the bulk of the ministry of Plantation Church. Mm. Because the YouTube platform does not only contain the Sabbath sermon. Mm. Things are being posted there every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good content we have yeah. the bible unmasked mm -hmm. we have uh, deeper dive mm -hmm. we have uh, my testimony mm -hmm. and just my testimony alone drives hundreds of viewers every single week mm -hmm. most churches don't have that many people watch the sabbath morning sermon wow mm. Mm. And and only my testimony, and I want to, to uh, give a shout out to Don and and Colin mm. for for doing that that wonderful show. Um, that that program alone mobilizes hundreds of viewers, mm. and I'm watching I'm watching the dynamics of, of the growth. It's like every week. It goes up a hundred people of subscribers. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. When I came to Plantation, the YouTube channel had uh, a little under a thousand subscribers. Oh my goodness. So that shows you that it's a process of uh, um, four years in which there has been a constant, constant, constant growth. Mm. Now, Somebody may say, yeah, but, you know, uh, what we need here is really somebody to visit everybody in the church. That's true. No, false. <laughs> false. In the 21st century, unfortunately, if I will tell everybody, okay, I'm going to show up at your door, they will get scared and say, no, no, pastor, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, but everybody will go and, and watch your content if mm -hmm. it is a content that answers real questions yeah. and that's that's where for instance uh, my testimony has mm -hmm. filled a, vo a void in all denominational setting mm -hmm. where where people can say things that they cannot say anywhere else mm -hmm. oh. or if they say it they only can say it once it's true yeah it's very true wow remarkable but but that's that's just one that's just one and I'm I'm speaking about this with you guys because you're in the media right right okay yeah I, I found it <laughs> I so I can list a lot of other things 
I can list yeah. a lot of other things, right? Mm -hmm. Prayer ministry, Prayer hope ministry, ministry, ministry. Yeah. family ministry. Mm -hmm. And now that I started a list, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. Of course, because, 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 because yeah, because <laughs> you have somebody. Help, worship. You got a few minutes. <laughs> the way, the way, uh, there was a push. Let me, let me share this. Yeah. Uh, there was a push at the beginning of the pandemic, mm. a, a very strong push for Pastor Joe to become an executive uh, officer. I, mm. I always rejected this idea of, of a CEO, the pastor being a CEO of the church. I, right? yeah. uh, I, I, I kind of rejected that idea. Not that I don't see the value of, hey, you are the, the main administrator and you have to be on the test. I get that. Mm -hmm. But, but I, I had a strong push at the beginning of the pandemic to become a CEO where I would tell people, okay, you do this. We are in a crisis mode. You do this, you do this, you do this. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I said, no, 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 no. I'm seeing what is happening with the country. When the president and uh, the CDC uh, became became uh, the true the two uh, CEOs. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. in competition. Yeah. And yeah. everybody was lost. They were for 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 quite some time. It it was such such a confusion, mm. and it's not only here. It has been all over the world. Mm. Where where people entered this mode of op operation, mm. it was bad. Mm -hmm. So I, I told my leadership at that point, guys, don't expect that from me. Mm -hmm. Continue, continue to do your work. Mm -hmm. Continue to do your work. Adapt and adopt. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, try to make it relevant. You cannot do what you have scheduled because our calendar is full from the beginning of the year every year, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot do what you have scheduled. Tweak it. Yeah. Find something no, uh, something new. Uh, mm -hmm. Bring in an element of innovation and creativity. Mm -hmm. And for most of it, the ministries have been doing that. Mm -hmm. We have never stopped doing baptisms. Right. Amen. Is it is it the same like uh, when there was no COVID? Mm -hmm. No, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. But we've continued doing ministry, mm -hmm. and and that's amazing. So. Uh, all my gratitude and all my appreciation for my uh, church family. Mm. Yeah, awesome. really. You, you know, I, I wanted to say that this sermon ties into what you just got finished saying because you have, now, I mean, United Glory, yeah, but the grace is what you have seen because this church, they transcend uh, every year. You know, this church just molds itself to the situations of life. And I've seen it because of the, 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 the ethnicity and the groups of race at this church. Like you said, the ministries, each and every one, everybody's progressed. Everybody's mm -hmm. just progressing. And that's just marvelous. When you see a church at different levels and stages of people's lives, they can go and progress. That's, that, that's the key word, to progress. Growth, here. growth always. And it's pure mm -hmm. growth. That's right, that's pure growth. And mm -hmm. I've seen that. That's why I said, Don asked me what, it, what was my opinion of you at the time, um, you know, when we heard the news, I'm like, he's not done. Of course. You're not done. I mean, that's, that's my personal opinion because you need to see things through the construction of the church, every little thing that needs to be done. And then, you know, it's just, that's just my personal opinion. 
you know, this is this is this is one of the main uh, challenges I have mm. accepting this call. Mm. That I don't have a sense that we've completed the work. Work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but I learned something uh, along the years. Never, never try to get to the point where you have the feeling, okay, I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. In ministry, you are never done. Amen. To me, to me, the, 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 the mere fact that God is calling me somewhere else in the middle of so many things happening yeah. is, is a proof of the fact that it, it will not stop anytime soon. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So if, if I, 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 I say, God, postpone this one year, <laughs> I, have, I have no certainty that next year at this time of the year, I will feel oh, more more completed you know right and and i'll say okay i've done my work so now i'm going <laughs> no 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 because because you always embark on something else yeah that's true. right and and uh, the lord knows uh, what your personal needs are as as a minister what the needs of the church are and i yeah. i pray and i know that god god will provide the right continuation to the process okay mm-hmm. Uh, the two associate pastors of the church will continue their ministry yeah. here. Nice. The conference will come in soon and uh, will start the process toward uh, a new lead pastor. So it's it's in God's hands. But I, I I love my my church dearly and and I want to say this: I I don't want anybody to to get the impression that I'm, I'm going, I'm leaving like forced or, or upset or something. Mm. Okay. I specifically asked the, the secretary of the conference, Hey, do you know of any, any uh, um, negativity coming to the conference? Because you will hear it. Mm. Uh, if somebody calls and he said, nothing that I know of. So, not, not that uh, my, my uh, people could not have anything bad to say about me, but, <laughs> but I, just, I just want to, because there's always, you know, uh, something in the air when, when, when a pastor leaves, especially, 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 you know, way you're doing. I know, yeah. I, know yeah. I love Plantation Church and I know Plantation Church loves me. I have no doubt about it, mm-hmm. okay? And, and the amount of love that has been out poured upon us since the break was uh, the news was broken uh, is, is just amazing so i have no doubts about it uh, but but when, when somebody leaves right in a context where hey what what happened you know um, uh, people people can invent something okay yeah, yeah okay have, uh, make no mistake okay uh, pastor joe was not pushed out he he was uh, not upset or he's not upset uh, you heard it here first things. No, no, it's, he's not hurting or something. Yeah. And, and, uh, no, uh, he he is he's all well. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a part of his cycle. Uh, we we've been on this cycle of four years, mm-hmm. several times uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Actually, uh, that that has been the cycle so far for me. Four, 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 four. Wow. Uh, and uh, for some reason, God knows it may be something that is, is uh, in my wiring, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 
it's it's been a just a, a great ride you know mm-hmm. to use something that uh, goes in line with uh, the horse uh, culture of plantation acres <laughs> <laughs> a great ride yeah great ride <laughs> so you have uh you have uh, one more sermon next week right the last one with us Mm-hmm. Yes, that's going to be uh, the official farewell. I, I dread that day. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's not an easy thing for mm-hmm. me because I come across to people as, a, as an extrovert, which, which I'm not. I'm, I'm right. more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> and <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I, can, I can be upfront and I can speak for, for hours, but then if I don't hide, I will die. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So, so I'm, I'm mustering. I'm mustering up uh, power for for next Sabbath. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can I can expect some sort of a crash uh, after it. You know. How many do you expect in church next week? Since it's going to be you know in May. How many people at the church? You think you expect now when you go because you're going to have now more people at the church. Well, um, next Sabbath because of the limitations uh, imposed by COVID, we cannot have two more than two sixty people at the church. Two sixty. Two sixty in the two services, one thirty oh, and okay. one thirty. Gotcha. Okay. So, right. so that's that's a, a huge limitation. Now I'm I'm hearing that some people would like to come out and then just greet me personally. Uh, yeah. Very, I, I don't even know what to expect, quite frankly. I, you, you, I, shouldn't. I, <laughs> you shouldn't. Just get ready. Yeah. So uh, I, I know plantation will will uh, will surprise me again yeah. somehow. So yeah, just uh, just a happy hope, you know. <laughs> hey, hey Don, Don, I was thinking maybe he might get something like Pastor Nugent. You remember I what know, I did? Right? <laughs> yeah. Never know. You never know. We never know. <laughs> we, we never know. We never know. Yeah, right. All right, Pastor. The, we'll the, epi- the epiphany will happen, like you know, yes. we... on Sabbath. On Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Pastor, we want to thank you. I mean, you know, it's bittersweet right now, mm. but you know what? It's for God's work, so it's always sweet. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's always sweet. We want to thank you. So, if Don, you have anything else? No, that's it. That's just lead us out. Yes, please. Lord, I uh, I don't want this to end, you know. And uh, I just want to thank you for uh, for our journey together. Mm. It's been quite a ride. Yes. And uh, yes, Lord, I thank you. Thank you so much for all the moments it's a ride it can be smooth or can be rough but it's a ride and it's the destination where we are heading and i pray that you will bless all our listeners it's been a, a great experience to be in touch with our listeners um, in the middle of the week mm-hmm. and lord i pray that you will continue to bless this project the deeper dive mm-hmm. and all the other ministry projects of Plantation Seventh Adventist Church 
to make it impactful and uh, really bring about the transformation and uh, really serve people on behalf of grace, helping people people to uh, unlearn and learn things for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, through the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So guess what, Don? We're going to have a real interesting podcast. I know, Next yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish this I wish this one could be uh uh on Zoom. I know. <laughs> Interactive. Interactive, man. But you know that'll probably be forever. But mm-hmm. um we wanna do that. But Pastor, once again, we wanna thank you. Um it's been a pleasure every time you come on. I mean, right now you still hold a record by far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, by far. Mm-hmm. There's, nobody by far. Else, there's nobody close to you on that. Mm-hmm. So you by far. <laughs> by far. <laughs> We just want to say, until until next time, you know, to the last one, we we want to continue to thank you uh, because I've gotten growth through you as well. Certain mm-hmm. situations in my life, mm-hmm. I've learned what growth is about, mm-hmm. um, just through you. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for that. But I'll save all that mushy stuff to next. Mushy time. stuff for next time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so lot, much, guys. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to know, you know, that uh, mm. Grace has been my teacher and uh, I could be a teacher on behalf of Grace. Amen. Nothing more right. than that. Well said. Well said. All right. So we All have right. two birthdays. Just yes, definitely. Um, Demarius is a birthday on April 28th. Okay. And Heather Ann Calibro. Um, she's around still. She's April 28th too. Tammy yeah. Graham. She's May 1st and Chance Hernandez passed Chance? Chance? May 1st. Chance. May 1st. All righty. The the eldest of the elders. The eldest (laughs) of all the boys. That's right. Uh, What did did Michael Michael Stevenson say at uh, Sabbath school? You know, when you're talking about the situation, the condition of uh, Armando, (laughs) cancer, and then then Michael said, yeah, now all of a sudden you have a basketball team. (laughs) Yeah. I was well, this something. <laughs> happy birthday to us. Best, best wishes, best wishes, wishes for all the, the birthday uh, birthday celebrants. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And once again, we're gonna thank all our podcast listeners. We wanna thank you. Uh just taking the time out each and every week is a blessing. Uh because we just we do we do this because we, we love the Lord, but we do this because we want to grow. Mm-hmm. So that's what's important. Mm-hmm. So once again, anything comments you may have, any questions, of course, always via WhatsApp, 954-388-8780. And God bless everyone. Amen.